1: Welcome back to the Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me, as always, is Devin. And we are about to recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Um, This week's episode, you know, we've got Lance Archer. We got the best friends. We had Jurassic Jurassic Express. We had the return of MJF. There was a lot going on on this week's episode. So, Devin, why don't you give us kind of uh, your general thoughts on what you thought of this episode?
0: Oh, man, you know... uh Dominite man, it was a good show man. It was exciting Lance Archer. Uh this dude. So apparently, you know, even if he catch you backstage, he's <laughs> gonna get these hands. I'm gonna throw your ass out out there and make an example out of you. Uh so yeah, if you see him coming down the hall, just just get out the way. Just make a U-turn. Don't be anywhere around this man. Uh I enjoyed the tag team between Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy against Proud and Powerful. Like you said, MJF, uh, Chris Jericho, uh, giving, putting somebody on, on notice, uh, pineapple P, formerly known as should D. That was cool. So yeah, I enjoyed, uh, you know,
1: uh, AEW Dominant. Dominant. Yeah, man. Let, let's let's take uh, a step back too and just talk about this opening. So you know, Lance Archer. You know, again, he no one is safe when he's making his entrance. Like he's that's just his thing now. In his entrance, I feel like he, now he's just looking for people to he just is. abuse is. on his way to the ring. <laughs> that's it. Like that's just his thing. Like somebody <laughs> is getting knocked out. Right. All you ain't even got to look ring. at him the wrong way, man. Just just because that's it. You know, he's just making up reasons to to get at right. people. You know, it's funny because I. I been watching I mean, a lot of us have been watching the last dance you know, oh, Michael yes. Jordan had this in him too where sometimes he would just make up reasons why he wanted to get at some dude like there was this with that one rookie for the Washington Bullets I believe and he had scored oh, 37 points yeah. and then Jordan had said you know the kid looked at me and he said um you know nice game, game Mike right? yeah <laughs> and then he's like oh, okay watch the next game I play him I'm gonna score what well, he scored in the whole game in the first half and he I think it was 37 the kid scored he th- scored 36 Just to motivate himself. He made up that story. He said, you know, afterwards, they asked him about it. He's like, yeah, I just made it up. Like, he never said that. I just made that shit up. I'm like, what? You're crazy, man. Like, how competitive is this dude? So, I mean, that's what made him one of the best of all time. And Lance Archer, I'm sure that's the same thing he's probably doing. He's probably in his head thinking, oh, this guy, you know, he's talking. He's talking shit about my hair. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) something. Let me go ahead and knock this dude out. So, yeah, man. Like, Lance Archer, that's just, just his thing. You know, get out of his way. Um, but Jake the Snake, so Jake the Snake got on the mic and said, okay, so somebody wants an apology from me, apparently. And he said, he'll pol- he'll apologize to Brandy Rhodes as soon as she kisses his ass. So that was the first thing. The next thing, he starts going into a woman's place, <laughs> talking about, you know, a woman should be in the kitchen or, you know, at home with the yeah. kids and, you know, just... I was like, Jake, what are you what are you saying, man? It's 2020, you can't do this. This is the Attitude Era, or even before that, in the 80s, you're like, your era. So it was, you know, I don't know. I, I, I kind of paused when he said all that. I was like, uh-oh, like, what is this dude doing? <laughs> this is some real outdated thinking right now, man. Like, you
0: can't, nah, I don't I know. I think it was smart and, for him to say, man, because he, he has that, he's putting on that old man complex. He is, know, that, he is. That, you know, back in my day. I just
1: really I I kind of wanted to see Britt Baker's face when he was saying that. <laughs> just I just I was curious just to see like what Britt and some of the other women there. You know, like, just their reactions to him saying this and just having like a turnt face like, Huh? what you saying right now? Like healer face, like just for all of the women there to just be like, oh, no, 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 he didn't. Like, like right now. Like, who is this dude? For. Who mans is this? yeah exactly i was i was waiting for that they, they didn't do it it's fine it's whatever um then we heard uh, a car the the engine revving of, of a vehicle uh outside the arena you know and it was getting louder and louder and jake is like what the hell is going on i'm trying to cut a promo blah blah and then you see cody uh he was was it a hummer the the vehicle he was in i could f-150 truck there you go yeah yeah so so, yeah, he's, he's, you know, pissed off. You know, he's, I mean, this is the dude that straddled his wife and put a snake on her and just, you know, was super suggestive. And finally, Cody decides, okay, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand up for my wife, stand up for myself and go get some revenge right now.
0: Yeah. Um, One
1: week later. One week later, right, exactly. Tough, tough guy you are for waiting a whole week to get at this 70-year-old man, however old Jake is. So, you know, he's, he's, he's in the truck, and then he, you know, he, he guns it, he hits the gas, but then he taps the guardrail. Like, it, it was so anticlimactic the way it It was, happened. man, a little baby tap. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it's building up. The tension's building up. You can hear the roar of the engine. Then he hits Happy the gas. Year. And then just he just it <laughs> the, I was like, "Why did you even do this?" Like, what was? The, and then he got out the car. He got out the truck. I was like, "Why did you even do that?" Yeah. It just seems so useless. I don't Jake know. the Snake
0: was not impressed by that too. He was like, "Oh, look at this! Oh, you got a new toy! Oh, oh, you're coming out now. Okay." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame him. It would just it just felt. Like, it was missing something. You you think of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, and, like, the beer truck, you know, and and his, like, motor motorbike that he would sometimes come down on and just, like, bat out of hell, like, pissed off, like, you know, the intensity. Um, Or even on AEW last week, with uh with uh Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy on the, oh, the golf cart. God, flying down that go-kart, man, going sixty yeah. miles an hour. Bro. Right. Kenny Omega looking like a madman pointing at Sammy Guevara when they were chasing after him <laughs> and running for his life. Like, you felt that.
0: <laughs> oh man. So, yeah, yeah just, this yeah, right here, I was like, yeah. ah, Anti-climatic, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you got Cody just revving up the it's <laughs> 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 Like, wait,
1: what? Get out what? the I'm <laughs> <So> like, okay. <laughs> like, come on, man. So then they brawled. You know, you had Lance Archer and Cody brawling, and they went a little bit back and forth. And you know, Cody, he he stood his ground. He stood. He, he hung in there with Lance Archer, and then Jake Snake pulled uh, Lance Archer out of there. He's like, no, no more, not tonight, not tonight. You know, just kind of helping build up the anticipation for the double or nothing matchup for the TNT Championship. Um, Question for you. Have your thoughts on the outcome of this match changed at all in terms of Lance Archer being the favorite in this match?
0: No, no. It it only wavered that one time and then we broke it down. You pretty much convinced me. All right. enough, Enough wavering. It's pretty much
1: decided it's Lance Archer. Well, it's funny you say that because it's funny that I convinced you to stick with Lance Archer because for some reason, the storyline is starting to convince me that Cody Rhodes actually has a fighting chance now to potentially beat Lance Archer. Like, I, I, just the way they're telling the story now and the feeling that I got, I mean, it was it was weak the way they did the truck. I, I was not a, a fan of that. Yeah. But you do get the sense now that he's fighting for something bigger than the championship. And I think they've put Lance Archer kind of in this. It's not even really Lance Archer versus Cody. It's it's Jake the snake versus Cody in a way, you know, because he's fighting for the honor of his wife. And it's Jake the snake who was disrespectful to his wife. So I think by proxy, it's almost like uh, Cody is going to is defending the honor and, and trying to get revenge on Jake the snake by fighting Lance Archer. And so to me, it's just. Just this week. I mean, this is it's interesting my feeling watching this this whole thing happen, I was like, wow, I could actually see Cody Beating Lance Archer because they've they have gone too far now with Jake the snakes You know actions towards brandy now his words towards you know women in the the kitchen and making dinner and all this kind of stuff It's it just feels like now Cody is fighting for something bigger than what it was before so I don't know. They have me kind of torn on this whole thing now. To be honest, Ooh, I can't wait for predictions. Then, I can't yeah, wait for man. predictions. It,
0: we can definitely break this down even uh, more further.
1: Yes, yes, and, and I guess shout out to them. Kudos to them for making you know, you know, putting that doubt in my head now because it was it seems so clear, you know, with the tournament. It seemed yeah, so clear. it was just wrestling. There's I no was way. having doubts and so you convinced me, and look at you now, man. You're talking about, you know what, Devin? Um yes. having doubts. Having, it's gotta be <laughs> honest. I, I, Hey, I'm here to be honest, man. Like, I'm not gonna I can't front and just say, Yeah, you know, I'm totally confident after you know, all this. <laughs> Jacob Snake, you know, just just these blasphemous comments, man. I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, are they gonna promote that by having his guy win the championship? Like, I just I don't know. They just put that doubt in my in my head because he just went so he's going so far to you know these 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 controversial things. I'm like I, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. So um, it, it's 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 gonna be interesting. I think um, you know we got at least another week right before this 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 happens. Or when it, when is double or nothing actually?
0: It's uh, May twenty third, I believe. Whoa! It's, it's next so Saturday.
1: It's, it's this. This coming Saturday, hold on. This coming, hold on. What's? Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. This wow. coming on Saturday.
1: Okay, so we got one more show. We got yeah. one more dynamite, the go yep. home show, and then we we'll, the go home. Exactly. Well, all right. Predictions coming uh, very soon. Then for that one, we got one more episode to, to figure that out. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's interesting. You know, they've they've they definitely got me for the first time in this whole feud. They got me doubting whether or not Lance Archer is going to actually come out on top, and it's all because of Jake the Snake, really um but yeah just uh let's keep it moving here with the rest of this car here so
0: let me ask you a question uh speaking of the murder hawk and uh cody Rhodes, what do you think uh iron mike tyson coming out to present the tnt championship
1: belt you know i mean it's cool you know uh, mike tyson being a part of anything i mean he's entertaining you know this this new uh you know, aspect of his, his life, uh, new, new era of his life. Uh, it's, it's cool to see him um, on television or in movies and all that. And um, yeah, I think it's cool. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels and when he was a part of WWF uh for their WrestleMania matchup. Mm. Uh so seeing him here, I think it's interesting. I wonder if he's going to play a part in the matchup because they just said he's going to be um, you know, presenting the title, the new belt, uh similar to what Bret Hart did with the AEW World Championship. So, um, I don't know if he'll gonna, he's going to be involved in any capacity with the match itself. But um, I think it's cool. And shout out to Mike Tyson. I don't know if, if people saw this, but on social media, uh, they've been showing videos of him, uh, like uh, not sparring, but kind of working out and still showing, showing he still speed.
0: got that. Like, don't f for him, dude. You can he try to want to, but that would be a bad decision.
1: <laughs> he he looked like a bad mofo with those with those punches, man, bro. That, that hand, hand speed is speed? ridiculous. Yes, what?
0: Yes, that hand speed is ridiculous, man. Out speed like, I don't, the
1: power. Yeah. 50 year old man or not. I don't want no parts of that. Nah, I don't want to get hit by that. No. 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 I would rather take a Walter chop. I still to this <laughs> day will take. <say, laughs> yeah. I will take a chop yeah. from Walter I'll gladly take a yeah yes. give
0: me decisions. <laughs> <Yes>. Between Walter <laughs> Chop or one punch from Mike Tyson. Gladly take. <laughs> gladly. Gladly take a Walter Chop.
1: It's not even a decision. <laughs> yes. I'm taking that Walter Chop. <laughs> like, am I you think I'm stupid? Walter chop, sir. Yeah man yeah mike tyson man he's looking like you know i don't know about a full comeback necessarily but he could knock somebody out that man oh. can knock somebody out still, yeah, yeah. To this still day. to this day bro man yeah man what do, you, what do you think of it what do you think of mike tyson being there
0: i think it's great man you know like like to your point when you said that about mike tyson being involved presenting the match and it gives you uh memories about when he did for Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels that's that's immediately what I thought about so I thought it was a good move by AEW to have Mike Tyson present the TNT championship
1: yeah yeah I think it, it's it's fun like I said you know and, and Mike he's he's entertaining so yeah you know for him to be there you know I think it's just really cool and we'll see what he does if he gets involved or not but just his presence there I think it's cool I'm with it I think it's going to be fun um but yeah, so the next matchup um, after that segment there was Best Friends versus the uh, Jurassic Express. Boom, um boom, boom, boom. this matchup was fun for a while, it lasted, but it did get interfered with and you know I, I Someone
0: I, almost died.
1: <laughs> someone <laughs> almost Well, why don't you break break that part down, man? Because, you know, for me after it, the match? Yeah, go for it, go for it. Uh, Okay,
0: so about Marco. Yeah, Marco. Poor Marco. Oh my God, bro. So it it was like the camera caught caught Marco at the right moment of getting mid like at, at mid swing into the guardrail, which look devastating, violent. I thought he like is he dead? Like someone make sure is he legit okay? Cause that looked
1: like a horrible a horrible bump. Wardlow just does not care about anybody's life, man. Doesn't just, care, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the way he whipped, it was like
0: whiplash. I was like, oh my God, I had to rewind it just, just to see that again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was scary. It was scary. It was. It's, it's always scary. This dude just moves, man. Like I said, he just does not care. He just he will throw you around, especially yeah. guy, man. Like Marco is just so so small, so light, you know. And and, and is huge, so you know for him it's like swinging around, you know, like like nothing, like just yeah. just just a rag doll basically. Just like here, I I can do whatever, you know. I could throw you into the rafters if I wanted to, you know. Like here, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna try. Yeah.
0: Like, it's your hotel, telling Luchasaurus, get your buddy, get your man. Yeah, he couldn't do really do nothing. He had to look at him, man. He couldn't take off because he got
1: car crash into a gate oh man it, it, i just i don't know i had this image in my head right now of just uh, one of those olympic events where you like spin around you grab the the I, I don't know what it is but it's like on a string or whatever and these big muscular dudes are like spin 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 and they just throw it into as far as they can just to yeah. see how far they can toss this thing oh the, that, shot, put, the shot put the shot yeah yeah there's <laughs> another sport too that they do that uh, as well but yeah i mean might as well be shot put it's just Wardlow basically was just trying to see, like, okay, how hard can he swing this dude into this barricade? And, yeah, man, it looked awful. It looked awful. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, best friends. They ended up picking up the victory. But there were, there was a lot of interference in this matchup. Uh, we had uh, Ray Phoenix uh, show up. Uh, he attacked Orange Cassidy. Um, we had MJF attack Jungle Boy. Um, and then Wardlow was there too, just causing interference. So yeah. the the match a lot
0: going on in this man.
1: There was a whole lot yeah. going on. Ray and, Phoenix, man, sneak attack with that dude. Yes, yeah, yeah. He he came out of nowhere like a ninja, man. Yeah. Like and, He's
0: like Roger Strong when he usually come out. <laughs> first thing he does is hit you with that flying knee from nowhere. That's what Ray Phoenix
1: remind me of, man. How he
0: got yeah. caught Orange Cassidy like that oh
1: man which also too this is interesting so the um casino battle royale uh, ladder match that they're gonna do uh ray phoenix and orange cassidy are gonna be two of the people in there i think there's gonna be nine wrestlers in that matchup and the way they're doing it is kind of like war games, I guess, where you're going to have two people starting off and then every so often they're going to let another person into the match. Okay. But there's going to be a casino chip at the top um, over the ring, almost like uh, the money in the bank, I guess. And that could be grabbed at any point. So it's possible that. You know, the last couple of people, even though I don't think they're going to do this, but, you know, the way they've set this up is let's say Ray Phoenix and Orange Cassidy are starting the matchup and you got Jungle Boy still waiting to come in. But Ray Phoenix grabs that casino chip before his time is up. That's it. Like Ray Phoenix would just be the number one contender now. So um, I'm interested to see how that matchup's going to go. But sure. yeah, man. I mean, Ray Phoenix, Orange Cassidy. I think they also they already said Jungle Boy, and um, let's see who else was gonna Darby Allen. or I Allen's think they said it was gonna be in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, ladder matches are always fun, and you oh, know, hell. this is kind of their version of Money in the Bank, I guess. So it's for pretty real. cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely down to see that, man. It should be exciting, man, for uh, double and nothing. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, looking forward to that. Uh, let's see here. John Moxley uh, briefly showed up. Uh, you know, he was pissed off going to the ring. the The guy uh, that was going to interview him was like, "Hey, we might need security out here." So, you know, they, he's pissed off because uh, he uh, the the Dark Order took his his championship belt. Um, so, Mister Brody Lee is is walking around calling himself the the self proclaimed world champion currently of AEW. <laughs> Wow. Um, you know, which is crazy. You know, him just saying like, hey, man, I'm, yeah. I'm the unofficial champ. Uh, the it was, was uh, <laughs> having you laughing. Like, the
0: gall on him. I couldn't believe this. The audacity. Really? Brody? The self-proclaimed AEW champion? I was like, wow, that's just perfect, though.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I guess uh, let's let's just jump right into that. I know we're we're jumping around the the card a little bit, but you know that led into this matchup that Brody Lee had in the main event with Christopher Daniels. Um, and again, you know he came out with the championship already around his waist. He told the the ring announcer, "Hey, you know, announce me as the the, the champion." Basically, so they did. They said, "You know, self-proclaimed AEW World Champion, Brody Lee." So, you know, until John Moxley beats him or takes that belt from him, Brody Lee is calling himself the champion, like unofficially, but he's calling himself the champion, um, you know, and then he had the match with Christopher Daniels, which I mean, you know, this, I, we talked about this, you know, pre-record. Oh man. And you, you had, I think, stronger feelings about this than I did, but I agree with you. So why don't you go ahead, man? Like what, what, what what got you? What what upset you about this matchup?
0: This match went five minutes way too long, bro. It it should have been no more than five minutes. Should've been another uh actually should have just been a just a quick match for Brody Lee. That's I think it. so too. Just to yeah. prove a point. That's just it. to say just a stamping, just just to show Moxley, don't mess with me. This should have been you know, wouldn't have been a competitive match. No. I'm sorry. I know Christopher Daniels has been, you know, almost 30 years in the game, but still, man, he don't need to be doing moonsaults or nothing on Brody Lee looking like he's getting ready to get a close win.
1: Yeah, that got me, man. I was like, wait, what? He hit his finisher, and then he got a two count, and then he hit the best uh, moonsault ever. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, (laughs) why is he getting all this offense in? Come on now, this is Brody Lee. Like, no, nah, Christopher Daniels. He's he's his time is done. Like, he's he's not gonna be AEW champion. You know, we, no one is gonna believe that he's gonna beat Brody Lee. So why even even you know tempt us to think that this could happen? Like, it just didn't. It, it seemed like a waste of time. So, you know, I'm with you. I feel like, you know, with with Christopher Daniels, like he just got in. It it just went too long. They should have just had it be a showcase for Brody Lee, just to show how dominant he can be. And that's it.
0: Exactly, Like the match Lance Archer had with QT Marshall. It should have been
1: essentially the same way. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. If you want Christopher Daniels to get a little bit of offense in just to show respect to Christopher Daniels, that's fine. But he's not in the same class. as right. Brady. It needed to make sense, man. That that match and that makes sense logically. It didn't. I agree. I agree. I I, I wasn't I, me. You know, it's funny because um, before we, we started start recording too, I was saying you know a lot of these matches um, this week. I felt like some of them were just uh, I was forgetting like the the detail of what happened, and then we'll start talking about them, and it just brought back the memories. I'm just like, yeah, you're right. Like that's how I feel about this one. You know, I felt like I just you know when seeing this matchup. I, I wasn't completely into it because of how it played out I'm like this just doesn't feel right Brody Lee it should be dominant up until he's facing John moxley then fine mm-hmm. if you want John moxley to you know be able to find a way to get some offense in and you know eventually pull in the pull out the victory okay fine it's John moxley but Christopher Daniels like what? You know, if it was Scorpio Sky, I would buy it more.
0: Yeah, buy it more. Yeah, exactly. Because he's younger. He's more agile. He's quicker. Yeah, I can see that. But not Christopher Daniels, man. No. Not especially when Brody leads squashing the last time.
1: Yeah, exactly. We, it's like we've seen it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the outcome should be no different. Like right, why? man. What Where makes it different from? now? <laughs> exactly. like, when it is all this super exactly. office came from Christopher Daniels. Yeah. So, yeah, man. And then um, we did have Moxley show up at the end there. Um, you know, he was pissed off, made his way to the ring, was throwing around some of the minions there, um, you know, and then he, he was saying, hey, you know, like you you're you made a big mistake. You made a big mistake. And, you know, your career in AEW might be done before it started when I get done with you. So, but he still doesn't have the belt. Brodie Lee got out of there without the belt. You know, him and Tan, uh I it out there. So, you know, he, he's... going to hold on to that belt. Yeah, yeah. I guess he'll probably have it. You know, he's the unofficial champion as far as I'm concerned, too, man. Like, it's just what it is. Like, John, you're going to have to go in and re-earn that belt. You yeah, know? that's what you got to do. Hey, Hey, it is what it is. But um yeah, so are you are you excited for that this matchup now? Like is are you are you uh how do you feel currently about the Brody? Because I think the last time we talked, we we're kinda on the fence about it just yeah. because John Moxley's matchup wasn't that great. Uh Brody's been great, but John and, and uh Jake Hager's matchup was underwhelming. So how do you feel now?
0: I think we're getting there, but I'm not there yet. But we're right on that roadmap that, that what it needs for me to sink my teeth into the story. I think we're going to get there probably about next week.
1: All right. Yeah, I mean, we have to because we got one one episode left. So, you know. What about you? <laughs> um, I, same. Same. I'm getting there. You know, when, when Moxley was making his way to the ring, um, you know, it, it, I was like, you know what? I am looking forward to seeing, you know, what this matchup uh, is going to be like. Um, and even the first time. So when he when that interviewer was like, oh, oh, we better get security out here. I was like, OK, that's cool. That's cool. And then, um, you know, Brody had the matchup, which I, I kind of tuned out. But then when John showed up, um, you know, when was making his way and he was going through all the the creepers, the minions there. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, cool. This is good. And, you know, Brody was throwing creepers to John Moxley in between him and John. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then uh, John got on the mic and was telling him like, "Hey, you know what he was going to do to him." I'm like, "All right, you know, because this 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 is a cool matchup because you got two former WWE guys um, who just you know kind of left disgruntled, um, making a name for himself, fighting over the AEW World Championship. Um, when you think of the big picture of all this, it's it's interesting, you know. So um, I'm I'm starting to. to make myself find the story in this. And I think they could have done a better job of telling the story. I think it, it still does feel like it's a little too soon for the story to be happening. But now having sat with it for weeks, since we've known that this is going to happen, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm more getting interested in, in what this could be. And, um, you know, I guess you know, it's similar in a weird way to to the uh, Braun and Bray uh, matchup. Mm. I feel like it's it's too soon, but at the same time, the story that they tell. I think we talked up. about that last week. Like, is this too soon for Brody and Moxley? Exactly. You know, and I, I think that there is truth to that. I think yeah. it is it, it yeah. is too soon because Brody Lee. I feel like he's just getting started, and so if he loses, that hurts his momentum. Same with uh, Moxley, like this will be his second title defense. You know, win against Jake Hager, not a great matchup, put me to sleep. You know, basically, I was I was trying to stay awake the whole time, <laughs> and now uh, you know his second title defense is against Brody Lee, who's just being built up as this monster, cutting great video promos. You know, doing the whole Vince McMahon yeah. uh, thing with his with his promos now. Um, it's it's great, but it's like somebody is going to lose momentum. And that's why I brought up Braun and Bray because that's how he felt about that. But they did it in a smart way because instead of having it be the fiend, they had to be brave. Had to be br- yeah. so that made sense here. They don't have an alter ego to kind no, of, they
0: through. kind of they're kind of almost booking themselves into a corner now. Yeah. And you're, and you're wondering curious how they're going to get out of this now
1: it's it's going to be interesting to see man i feel like you know maybe a no contest because it's this isn't a no disqualification there are rules so maybe they do something along the lines of like some way to protect Brody Lee but have him take a disqualification loss because he goes too far in in what he does to Moxley i feel like that would make the most sense you know to to just do something to protect him that sucks because it's an AEW world championship matchup like to have it end in DQ, I think you know that's dangerous um, it is man that's very dangerous, yeah, but if you if you have Brody be so brutal in a match with rules that it's just like, okay, we gotta we gotta call this because Brody just damn near broke Moxley's neck with what he just did or whatever like I think you you make Brody look strong, but then you also you know make it look like wow, it took that. To stop this matchup, so John Moxley like, oh my god, like is he okay, you know? And and then you can have the rematch, and then maybe John gets his revenge in the rematch and beats Brody Lee after Brody looks strong as hell, almost killing Moxley, like something like that could potentially work. I think.
0: I think AEW might need your services, man, for story writing, man. <laughs> Be the Booker <laughs> over there. Hey
1: man, I, just reach out, man. Clark the Podcast. Just reach out, man. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> oh man. But we'll see. They got a week. They got a week to they to do. help um, you know, build us up a little bit more and kind of give us some idea of how they could work their way out of, of this uh this conundrum they're in a little bit. But um, you know, I am getting a little bit more interested in the matchup. Um so let's take a couple steps back and go through the, the beginning of this again. Um, we had a fatal four-way matchup between Hikaru Shida, Penelope Ford, Britt Baker, and Chris Statlander. Um, this was kind of an unofficial number one contendership matchup. Uh, we had the top three contenders and then Penelope Ford, who was unranked from what they were showing on the, on the, the matchup there. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you think of this matchup? Uh, I think
0: the wrestling was a bit sloppy in this, man, to be honest. If I was, if I was to be honest on this and for the fatal of four way at times, it was looked like it was one move. I'm to trying to remember who took it. it was it Penelope and Chris Statlinder? Mm-hmm. I think she was going for like, uh, yeah, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, she was sitting on Chris Statlinder, uh, legs. No, that wasn't it, but she was, and she did some type of Herna Karana and it looked like she almost landed on her neck or something. And you see the response from the wrestlers in the background like, ooh. Like they was actually shook by that.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Man. They, were, they were trying a lot of different moves in a short amount of time. And I felt the same way. I felt like it felt sloppy at times. And like just slow it down. That's it. Just slow it down a little bit. You know, a little bit. Because you want to be safe, first and foremost. You don't want anybody to get hurt. And if you execute the moves well... That'll go a longer way than speeding it up and it being sloppy. So yeah, I do agree with you.
0: Yeah, man, because it at times man, it looked like they was they was being a little bit dangerous, a little bit too careless. Uh, like Chris Stadler almost dropped Penelope before, but she, luckily she was able to recover a little bit. But but still, man, I they I wish they was able to slow it down and just clean up some of this uh, some of the mistakes I saw in the ring.
1: One move that I really liked um, was Britt Baker doing a destroyer. So, <laughs> that was pretty cool. And yeah. that, you know, I yeah. mean, shades of Adam Cole. Yeah,
0: That's my baby thing. think. I'll laugh when I saw it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure your, your boy told, told yes. you how to do that. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Which is smart. She, yeah. I mean, look, man, it's no secret, you know, that they're an item. So if she started doing all of his moves, man, I, I don't think anybody would have a problem with it. You know, I feel like it would just be like okay, and she has her own moves. Or I mean, she, you know, she's got the the lockjaw submission. You know, that's all her own. She even pulling out a glove now. You know, to to do that move, that's which cool. is yeah. it's just adding a little bit more. You know, it, personalizing it more for her. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I saw that destroyer. I was like, ooh, and it looked good too. I was like, yeah. all right, cool. It did. That was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, it, it got me excited when I saw that too about Britt Baker's uh, Canadian destroyer and. Yeah, I I will be funny too if she was be on the second rope and she actually does a Panama Sunrise. <laughs>
1: but like, man, okay, no. now she's clearly doing her boyfriend's move Now, <laughs> man, <laughs> why not, man? Have fun with it, you know. Yeah. Let's go, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, Hikaru Shida, um, you know, she picked up the win, so she. I think it's uh, official now that her and Nyla Rose at Double or Nothing are going to face off for the for the aew women's championship um it was really cool too hearing hikaru shida on the microphone when she spoke she was like it was i was i think it was the first time i had heard Me her too. cut a promo and i was like man you know like she was so eloquent yeah. and it was just you, the charisma came out right away i was like okay you know like there's more of this you know like they should let her cut more promos be on the mic more so we can should. get more of her personality overall um yeah man she did great yeah. Not La Rose. <laughs> <She> <laughs> <laughs> that
0: her response was, had me wild, bro. Dude. So she approached <laughs> her, her Kyra Shida when she gets done. Like, hey, I just wanted to give you something, and you know, and you you can tell she's kind of holding something behind her back, but it looked like she honestly wanted to give her something, and she just hit her like what wow, pow right on her head. She was like. Candlestick bitch
1: <laughs> She's like, I know you've been missing something, and I found it for you. Candlestick bitch. <laughs> Hit her over the head with it. I was like, what? Where did this come from? Okay, now I see you. Nice
0: job. Yeah, that was hilarious, bro. I was like, oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Dude, yeah, man. was wild for that, yeah. She did awesome. (laughs) That was awesome to see, man. That was so funny. I was not expecting that. either, (laughs) man. Get those dick, bitch.
0: (laughs) Whack. (laughs) It just down. Oh, it's right God. on her head, man. Uh, I think it was Liz because she ended with saying, get no those
1: dick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know if, if that came just off the top of her head or if it was pre-played as a, as a, in, in a script or something like that, man. But shout out to Nyla Rose for that. Yeah. That was entertaining. Yeah. That was great. That was great.
0: Definitely oh, entertained by that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we'll see, man. Double or nothing. Nyla Rose, Hikaru Shida for the championship. Um, Hikaru Shida's been on a roll. She's got the, she's got a streak going. I don't know how many wins it was, but um, you know she's she's just been winning so many matches, and she's been the, the number one contender for a while. So this matchup has been 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 built up a little by little for for an extended period of time. It'll be fun to finally see it happen. So I'm looking forward to it. Um,
0: well, so, I kind man, of on what type of – how many wins she has in a row.
1: Yeah, I don't know the number, man, but i put it in maybe 10. Yeah, you I'm know, surprised they didn't
0: talk about that on the commentary. I thought it would have yeah. been an important, you know, stat or accoladed list.
1: Well, yeah. every time during this this whole pandemic, like every time we've seen her wrestle, she won. Yeah. Every time. Yep. Every yep. match. That's true so yeah i mean i i would put it you know i wouldn't be surprised if it was 10 wins you know at least 10 wins that she's had in a row and they they did make it a point a couple of those times to say she had been ranked number one for a certain amount of weeks like it had been uh she'd been consistently the number one ranked uh women's competitor um in aew so yeah that it's it's this has been building up, man, and, you know, there's there's no other competitor that makes more sense right now to go against Nyla than Hikaru Shida. I think Nyla Rose is probably going to retain. Um, oh, I just clear. Feel like. This is not. It's not happening yet for her to lose that belt. I do, though. I don't want her to lose the belt. I want her to win the belt, but I want her to lose that belt. I, they need to redesign the belt. They need <laughs> to make a bigger belt for her because that's ridiculous.
0: It looks so tiny, man.
1: It's, yeah, uh, come on. Ain't nothing Let, but a let's... smashed
0: up penny, man. That's all it was. <laughs> all it is, bro. Right, smashed up penny oh, right in the middle God. of that uh, emblem of that title. You want to call that a title, a women's title, for real. So put some respect on that,
1: man. You're so right, though. You're so right. It's like those machines that you put, like, a penny or a coin into, and then they put, like, you know, they they stamp something into the penny, they smash it up and flatten it up. Yeah, man, it kind of has that feel to it. That's crazy. Oh man, yeah, it's, they need to redesign it. Redesign it. I mean, all of the women deserve a bigger belt. Like, you know, it's not just Nyla; They all deserve something more prestigious that really helps represent the division. I mean, yeah, it's when Riho had it, you know, and she's so tiny, like, I guess you can kind of say it, it made sense because, you know, she's just so small. You know, like that belt, you know, it, it fit her way. It, it looked like they had to wrap it around, like, like, the way that it would be put around her waist, it just – there was so extra, much extra slack when they had it around her waist that it's like, wow, tiny, yeah. She's only 98 pounds. Dude, she's really tiny. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, you know, it's Nyla and then potentially Hikaru Shida, you know, Britt Baker. Like, let, let's let's give them a belt that, like, looks like full – like an adult size belt. Come on now. Like, they, they deserve better than that, so – um, hopefully they do a redesign after this matchup. Um, that that's my my uh, fingers crossed. That's my hope. Um, all right, so we had Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy, aka Damascus, versus Proud and Powerful. Um, so they had a tag team matchup, entertaining matchup. Matt Hardy doing Matt Hardy th- or uh, Matt Hardy doing Damascus type things. Yeah. So that was it was a great match to see. Um, at the end there, Kenny well, see, Omega the, and Matt-
0: Damascus. Uh, what's that was he's Damascus the complete entire time for this match
1: as far as I saw yes I didn't see him change yeah okay yeah no he didn't change he didn't change he was Damascus so Um, but yeah Kenny Kenny and Matt got the victory Uh, Kenny hit a V trigger uh, with uh, I think it was Ortiz he was sitting on the top rope um, and Kenny hit a sick V trigger with him sitting up there and then it was a twist of fate from the top uh, to the ground which then they picked up the, the pinfall there um this i guess we'll get into it a little bit later because they talked about what their double or nothing matchup will be which is kind of interesting I, i'm not sure exactly how this is going to go but we'll we'll get into that a little bit later but uh yeah this matchup was fun um proud and powerful is always a fun team to see but uh yeah kenny and matt they finally got that win for matt hardy his first win in AEW. uh i guess what were your general thoughts on this matchup I thought it was a great match,
0: man. I liked that Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy had some great tag team chemistry. Uh, they definitely gel well together. Uh, I was enjoying bits and parts of this tag team, some of the antics from uh, Proud and Powerful, especially from Ortiz. Uh, you, then you got Matt just doing Matt things, being Damascus or Damascus, as <laughs> as Chris Jericho called it, bro. I got a kick when Sami Guevara came out. Selling the injury of getting ran over by that golf yeah. cart, <laughs> oh trying, yeah. trying to help out, trying to make an attempt, but it didn't go so well. He got destroyed,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but
0: it was an entertaining match, though, man.
1: Um, I think this might be the mark, the beginning of the end of Kenny and Adam Hangman Page. I think this is this is gonna lead to that split. Yeah, yeah, because he's, t- he's he's teaming up with Matt Hardy. Yeah, just okay. We, we we had the whole thing with the young bucks and you know, I was I was tempted to take your head off then. Now looks like you replaced me with Matt Hardy and we're still tag team champions. Okay. That's it. That's 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 a wrap. So, um when they see each other again, I feel like, you know, this is probably gonna happen where we're gonna finally see the turn. Yeah, I can just feel it coming.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it would be funny, man, if we saw Hammy and Page kind of just let himself go. He's kind of more husk now because <laughs> he's been
1: drinking. You know how he loves beer. Oh, <laughs> I uh, uh, your boy Seth Rollins, um, yeah, man, <laughs> like, put on a couple pounds. You know, look at the shovel, just, right? You know. Hair everywhere, the no, no gone. body oil. <laughs> let himself go, just that Thor look for yes, that Thor look yes perfect oh man yeah man it'll it'll be interesting though I I do feel like this is this is gonna be the that that beginning of the downfall for that tag team they're gonna they're gonna split they're gonna split it's coming it's coming um now yeah Taz and Darby Allen man I was calling for this to be over I did not want to see Taz and Darby Allen do any promos with each other do anything with each other at all
0: but it happened. Dude, and it
1: happened. Oh man. He's still trying to and it's funny because Taz was like, you know, you know, he was kind of trying to apologize to him, like, look, man, I'm sorry that I, you know, say what I said, you know, I, I feel like I offended you, you know, so he apologized. But then he kept going like, yes. going into how he just, you know, he he Fake let an <laughs> amateur move beat him and how could you not see that coming? Like, what kind of apology is this? Like in the wrestling world I be... call that a tilt. <laughs> <right? laughs> Like, what he's like man you know i i know what a tilt is you know i was an amateur wrestler i played i placed third in the state or whatever you know like darby was trying to let him know like look i know what this is but it's just like if that's the case it makes you look even worse because yeah you know what this is but then you let it happen to you anyway i just don't like this story that they're telling it just doesn't make darby allen look good
0: it doesn't. It's a bad look. It makes him look like a dumbass. I, I hate that we're going to get this Taz and Darby Allen dynamic, maybe, because they're hinting or doing a little foreshadowing that he, he might be the manager, which he doesn't need. He doesn't need a mouthpiece. Need that, Let Darby that. Allen do his thing, man. Yeah. This is really what we're going to do with Darby Allen, like the fan favorite of the, uh,
1: not WWE, but AEW. AEW. Yeah. It just no, it's it's nonsense. It just does not make sense, and I feel like this is the exact opposite of what Darby needs. Darby was already on a roll. He just needs to keep doing what he's doing, keep doing these short films, these vignettes. You yeah. know, keep riding down on the skateboard, keep painting yeah. your face. You know, and and keep hitting the coffin drop. It's very simple. He just keeps doing that, and the fans are behind him. But, you know, having Taz be with him and he's trying to give him tips and train him. You got Shivani like, oh, he should listen to Taz. No, he shouldn't. He's doing just fine. (laughs) He's doing just fine on his own. It's just stupid booking. Taz is just trying to be
0: helpful. I think you should listen to him. God,
1: no, no. You know what I'm saying? It was just a mistake on the way that they executed that whole end of that matchup. They just, I feel like this, this, the funny thing about this is, you know, we talked about this and I felt like, okay, it made him look like an idiot by losing like that. And now they turn into a storyline. And, you know, I get it, like you're addressing what it looked like, but it. <sighs> It just feels like that whole thing was a mistake like it just shouldn't have gone down that way because now the storyline We're getting just makes him look worse and worse and worse like you said He just looks like an idiot, you know, he just looks like, you know And then he's trying to justify it by saying well, you know, I actually know what a tilt is I used to wrestle, you know amateur and I placed whatever in the state like none of that matters It doesn't matter because you lost in that way that you say you understand but you apparently you don't because you lost so just, <laughs> it's just a mess, man. Like, again, uh-huh. they just need to drop, follow, look, take a page out of Vince McMahon's book. Just drop the storyline. No one will give a shit. This is no not one a one. good storyline. No one is clamoring for this. So just oh,
0: drop it. Who's asking for this? No one, man. No one. You know, and you know what? Now that I'm be beginning to break this down, I don't think this was a, I, what did I say? This was a great AEW episode. This was Okay. I've seen AEW like, because you know, I watched it a few days ago. So, like you said, you forget. And then we're actually breaking this down. Like, no, it wasn't. Because AEW usually come out with great episodes. When you put it all together, you're thinking you're watching a good episode. So, when you give me to generalize it, it's a good episode. Yeah. But when we're breaking it down, it was, eh.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that moment right there, I, I just I, I was like, oh no, why, why are we doing this? Come on now, I mean, yeah, it's it's it was I didn't like that, I didn't like that, and then yeah, a couple with Cody Rhodes, just you know, with the tap on the with his truck, you know, like just just looking weak right there, I'm like what really? And the sloppiness of the fatal four way match, yeah, there's yeah. a lot
0: of things that just added yeah. up. I'm
1: like, wow, why
0: did I say this is a
1: great episode. <laughs> I mean it had its moments. It had overall, moments but it wasn't like, but, you
0: know, yeah. a majority of of great segments. We had we had a
1: good mix of bad too. We did, we did. I mean, well, here, here's here's some some good, I think in my opinion it was MJF and Lee Johnson yeah, and yeah. just the the no BS MJF getting the victory, tapping out Lee Johnson with that arm bar and then just just being MJF, man, like just just being a stud. Um, you know, I thought he'd be just he looked the part of a guy who, you know, he's trying to let everybody know, like, hey, he's a future AEW world champion. Like, this is what's about to happen. You know, in his matchup with Jungle Boy, I think it's a great matchup of two guys who are both, you know, future the future of a rise, man. Yeah. Yeah. With along with guys like Darby Allen as well. You know, those are the young future talents of this company. Um, So, yeah, MJF just just put in work, just did what he had to do. Got the win, got a tap out win. It was awesome. And yeah, man, I mean, I'm looking forward to this matchup with Jungle Boy.
0: Me too, man. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm even looking forward to his next week match with Marco stunt on Dynamite. You know, since he says he's going to do a tune, a tune up match. Right. And he signed a contract. So it's done. So he's going to destroy Marco Stunt, make an example of him real quick. It's going to show him why he's better than him,
1: why he's better than him. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, we we know what's going to happen, though. You know that, you know, Marco Stunt being the guy that, you know, that he is, he has heart and he's going to go out there. MJF is going to underestimate him and Marco's going to surprise him and get some offense in. But yeah, MJF will take care of business by the end of that and ragdoll him a little bit. I mean, especially, I think Wardlow too. Wardlow's going to be there. He's going to, yeah. I think he's going to get involved. I'm afraid of what Wardlow might do. So you know, we'll be on. He's he's just
0: not an X factor. He is the factor.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> there, 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 will be a a Wardlow watch for sure yes. to see what you know crazy move he tries to do with no regard for Marco Stunt's Making life my next Myers. week. Yes, <laughs> what's next, man? Jeez, I don't know, man, but it, it's it's gonna be vicious. Whatever he's gonna try to do, it'll probably be post match. i feel like he's just gonna just. Just throw him around, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm nervous for for Marco Stunt. And week after week, man, can Marco Stunt get a break? Like, what is going on, man? He had Lance Archer. He had Brody Lee. And we know that, that uh, I mean, Wardlow this week, and then Wardlow again next week, potentially within the match, after the match, you know, is going to throw him around like, Good lord, dude. Goodness, just
0: man uh, a break. Yeah, a man, break. so you can just heal up. You need a, a super sane chamber or
1: something, man. That's yes, I was get going it, through it's to be right. a hyperbolic <laughs> cha- time chamber and yeah, just 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 push pause for Marco for a little bit, man. Dang. Oh man. So, but we'll see. We'll see. Marco Stunt versus MJF uh it's 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 going to be a beating. It's going to be a beating, that's for sure. Um, man. So speaking of of, of beaten, I guess you know because this this was built up as gonna be a maybe a competitive matchup, but not really. <laughs> Chris have... Jericho versus Should D, aka now known as Pineapple Pete. Um, This was funny because you know Should It's funny because I've been calling him Pineapple Pete the whole time. Me too. Only to find out his name is actually Should D, and it was it was Jericho who named him Pineapple Pete. And now Pineapple Shook D is just fully accepted the name Pineapple Pete. It's on his Titantron entrance video. He's, they got T-shirts. Really on even, the shirt, right? That Chris dude. Jericho was wearing. <laughs> Jericho was wearing a shirt. That got me. I was like, Jericho's wearing the shirt? Okay. He's putting him over, he man. Is. Like, that's awesome. That's awesome that he did that.
0: Yeah, man. Hell yeah, man. He put him over hard too. He's been doing it throughout the weeks since he's been in that commentary role. You know yeah. that's why he dubbed him Pineapple Pete.
1: Yeah, it's so funny because you know this match probably went five minutes. Pineapple Pete, you know he rushed him, you know rushed him in the corner, trying to get some offense in. Ah. And, you know, I words. <laughs> you right, right. One, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, Jericho got on the mic. Now that the threat of Pineapple Pete is over. <laughs> I was like, hell no, man! Oh man, <laughs> dude! So that was great, man. It was great. Like I said, he put he put him over. You know, he gave him a name. He's he's got him some some airtime with you know Les Champions. So that that's helpful, man. That's awesome for for pineapple Pete. And he's got a new name, and you know it 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 does have a nice ring to it. It's better than should yeah, D. I'll it is that.
0: better than should D, man. You got pineapple Pete, man. It just rolls off the tongue. It does.
1: It does. He got the the t shirts ready to go, man. Like he's got a future. He's got Hell a future. yeah, man. Um, but yeah, they made the announcement that at uh, at Double or Nothing, uh, Chris Jericho was saying they're gonna introduce a sta- the stadium stampede match, uh, the Elite versus the Inner Circle. Um, so basically, it, it sounds like they're gonna be they're gonna be on the football field, yeah. and they're gonna have the entire football field to use for this matchup. With with the elite, um, what what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's it's kind of hard to even you know completely picture. I mean, I, you can you could just assume everybody's fighting at the same time. They're yeah. fighting in the stands, you know, they're fighting on the field. But you know, any any thoughts on this?
0: It seems like it's just going to be a just a chaos that's going to go at this stadium. But I, I don't know more. If, I'm getting the picture. Just going going to be more of a street brawl, but just at a stadium location.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. You know, it, it's 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 leaves a lot to the imagination to just say stadium stampede and just, you know, picture okay, they're in the stadium, you know, and there's, you know, let's say 10 of them all, you know, you know fighting all around the stadium. And it's huge. I mean, the stadium, the Jackson Jaguars stadium is huge. So, you know, there's just so much room, so so many, so much area to cover um it'll be interesting to see how they choose to to shoot it how they choose to you know have this i mean aew hasn't done a cinematic matchup like wwe has and i'm not anticipating this that with this i'm thinking it'll be more like what we saw a couple or last week with the um the 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 street fight that they had with uh, matt hardy oh yeah hell yeah me too Omega. me too basically along those yeah. lines is probably which what was great see.
0: You know, and I think yeah. the fans will be there, too. They probably have some fans in there like they did to sprinkle in into that
1: match. Yep. 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 I think so. I think so. So, um, yeah, so it should be fun. That should be a lot of fun. But then we got a visit from Vanguard one or one. So <sighs> Vanguard one uh, flies into the arena as Jericho is, is letting us all know uh, what's what's about to happen. A double or nothing flies in. Uh, Vanguard one does with the T-shirt. You know, and Jericho says, Oh, thanks for bringing the t shirt back, Vanguard One. And he's like, He wants him to send a message to Matt Hardy and to the elite, you know, that they're going to kick their asses at the the stadium stampede match. But then he asked Vanguard One, He said, Have you given any thought to my offer of joining the inner circle? And then he says, well, you know what, actually, we don't even care what your answer is mm. for the inner circle because we've already got a new member. <laughs> and the new member was a baseball bat. I forget what he even named the Name baseball Floyd. bat. Floyd, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so he named the baseball bat Floyd. He said, I want to introduce you to Floyd. And then he said, you know, he, I, I think he, he, he mentioned to me like, yeah, and, and Floyd with Floyd, we want to send you a message. And he proceeded to murder Vanguard one. Yes, they all jumped him too. It was they all. all ch- <laughs> they all.
0: He's kicking the shit out of him. Vanguard one, <laughs> stumping him. Man, Sammy Guevara, he was swinging like, like hell, swinging hard <laughs> to break up yeah. Vanguard were, one. man was Vicious. Expensive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then Mart Hardy comes out just totally distressed. Oh my God, like he's just lost his best friend, like his dog died. Like he he was definitely showing how emotional he was.
1: Yeah, he was devastated. He was devastated. His his best friend Vanguard One was was murdered. Was murdered right in front of him. Now I, I'm I'm guessing that Damascus has the power to resurrect Vanguard One, and we will see the return of Vanguard yes, One. So maybe a new and improved an upgrade, Vanguard. I one think he will. Two points. <laughs> gonna get an upgrade. That yeah. Vanguard one will return. I have no doubt. But uh, it was definitely well well performed by Matt Hardy it was just how <laughs> distraught he was. And the anger that Jericho had towards Vanguard One and he just was was dead. this was revenge. This was which was revenge.
0: hilarious was when, you know, they all you know the inner circle all jumping on Vanguard One and then Matt Hardy comes out like they all broke hell. Like they all like scared as hell because Jericho. Get out the ring, everybody! Get out the ring quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's like five of y'all, bro.
1: Oh man, dude, it was it was great. It was great, man. Just just crazy. And yeah, <laughs> Matt Hardy mourning Vanguard One. It's just like that image. He's just holding He's literally carrying the pieces yeah. of Vanguard One, just picking up the pieces. Like Definitely my broken hearted. Oh my god. It was it was it was sad, man. It was sad to see, but entertaining as hell to yeah. see the inner circle destroying this inanimate object, man. With so much of their middle fingers, <laughs> posing with their middle fingers. Well. Yeah, with the middle fingers, the Vanguard
0: One. <laughs> oh man, bro. Oh hey, man, just... he, he shouldn't. He should have joined the inner circle. He gave him two. T- he gave him a couple of chances to join. That's that's on inner circle, man. I mean, not understand That's on Vanguard One. That's on him.
1: It's just amazing the story that could be told with a drone, with an inanimate object. Like, Vanguard 1 is over, man. And just, it's just so funny to me. Like, this thing, it's it's a drone. And Jericho is able to tell such a great story with it. Matt Hardy is able to tell such a great story with it. The emotion that they were showing, both of them, anger and, and sadness, like, they just... It's, it's, you don't get that with some like, like feuds between two people, let alone a person and an inanimate object like this, man. It, it's just, it's, it's, it's truly a, a brilliant on both of their, their parts, man.
0: Let so. me ask you a question about this. So when we get, when we see Matt Hardy and how absurd he is, even Chris Jericho, what's so different about from what WWE does?
1: Huh. Um, I don't think there is anything different about it. I think that um, I I, do you mean like the way, for instance, with Matt Hardy, um, Matt, as the 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 broken Matt in WWE versus Broken Mad in AEW or do you just mean the over the top characters in WWE versus over the top characters in AEW
0: or just yeah or just over the top se- segments or yeah or wrestlers versus AEW going against WWE
1: I think I think so in WWE you know it's a lot of it is scripted it seems like and so it doesn't feel like there's real passion behind it from the person that's delivering those lines mm-hmm. because they're being told, hey, this is what's good shit, you know, whereas in AEW, you have the wrestlers just kind of like they're coming up with these ideas and there's more collaboration um there's no one really getting in their way it's like hey you guys think this is cool run with it let's do it let's just go with it and so they're just having more fun with it because they're bouncing ideas off of each other and they're just kind of able to just flow with it is the sense i get from like listening to them on podcasts and just hearing the differences you know it seems like hey wwe you get handed the script you don't like it too bad you got to do this this is what vince wants you know do it or else kind of thing whereas in aew you know, it is a lot more collaborative, and so they they just are behind it more. You know, when it's coming from you, you have more passion about it, and so you're just going out there, and it it, it translates. We can see that passion. That's, that's you true. See, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can see they're having fun with it. But WWE, it's like you're telling John Moxley to put on a gas mask and to talk about inoculating himself, and he doesn't want to do it. It's not going to work yeah. because he just he's not behind and it. You tell he's just dialing it in right right exactly he's just he's on autopilot he's just doing his job you know versus actually caring about what he's doing you know so yeah i think that's the 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 main difference i'm seeing
0: okay yeah that's a good point man because i I just wanted to see if anybody else wanted to know uh, you know the answer to that question like maybe like hold on what like what's so different from why wwe does over the top and it's you know
1: not working but compared to what aew does and it does work it's the passion behind it yeah yeah i do and and you know i think that that's why when an audience watches it they don't get behind it too is because if you can sense that the wrestler isn't behind it you know and it, it just they're they're just kind of doing it it just feels hokey and so it's hard to 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 really get invested in and enjoy that but then also you get like otis Who's, you know, just this over the top, larger than life type character, and people are behind him because you could feel like Otis is being even though you know there there is some scripted stories happening with Otis, but the way that Otis is, his character, it seems like that's Otis. It yeah. feels like that's him. Yeah. So that works even within WWE. You know, when you're when you allow the the wrestlers' personality to just come out and when you allow them to be themselves, it seems like that works. Um, but if you're forcing them into a box and and telling them to do something that isn't them, like exactly. you know Luke Harper, the well Brody Lee when he was Luke Harper in WWE, you know Vince wanted him to have more of a of a of a southern you know like mm-hmm. uh, uh, twang to his accent, and he's like I'm from New York, man, like that's not me at all. That's not how I talk. Like this is gonna be dumb, you know, for me to do this. So. You know, and and if he's trying that and we're all listening to him and he's struggling through it, trying to make this accent work like we're not going to get with it. We're not going to enjoy that. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like that that's that's the big thing is the 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 spirit of, hey, this this person in AEW is able to just say this is what I want to do. And they're like, yeah, go with it. And then they really love what they're doing. They're really passionate about the business. They're really passionate about being entertaining. And so they're just putting their whole heart and soul into it. I mean, yeah, and then as a as a fan, as a as a person watching, you see them having fun with it. It's like, yeah, man. I mean, and Jericho has the that cachet, and Matt Hardy has that cachet of guys who we know that you know, we we know their history. We're just connected to them more so, too. You know, like, even in AEW, I feel like just because you're passionate about it doesn't mean it's going to be good. You know, so it's not automatic. But I think that the combination of who Jericho is, who Matt Hardy is, and they're passionate about what they're doing, like, that combination, it just it helps make it work.
0: Yeah, man, that's a good point, man, because it all shines through when you know when you're invested because uh, you're putting your hard work into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, man. I mean, I, I that that's what I see and it's it's definitely working here, you know, with these guys. Um really looking forward to the Elite versus the Inner Circle matchup coming up at Double or Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what that match looks like at Double or Nothing. Um but yeah, and that that's really it for AEW overall. We pretty much yeah. hit all of the major notes. That's about it, huh? Um, that's in terms of a. Did I miss something? No, no. I'm just it, to
0: confirm. I'm like, I
1: uh, think about the numbers. That was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty much everything. I guess any any other like kind of kind of topics or anything else around this episode that that maybe we missed. I, I mean, I'm not saying anything else. So I think
0: Prior, probably this is. I would say out of since AEW started broadcasting, I would say this is probably one of their. Probably I'd say is one of the worst
1: shows if I was to rank it. Well, here's the funny thing is you, you can say that. I guess where I have a little bit of reaction was it wasn't it wasn't an overall bad show. There were some things that we talked about it. I mean, you know, the fatal four way being sloppy, but I still enjoyed it. You know, and, oh yeah. As, but I'm just saying if I was to rank it though, yeah, and 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 but to that yeah. point, like a bad show for them is still. A decent show so right. far you know like so it's it's something to say like hey like I, I guess for the listeners i want them to understand that when you say that i agree with you and at the same time i think that they've set the bar pretty high and so a bad show for them is way better than say a decent show for smackdown at this point you know being honest about it um you know so they can still have mistakes. You know, do some questionable things and yet still be super entertaining. Whereas with SmackDown, sometimes you're just like, you know what, watching this feels like a chore. And this episode of AEW, it didn't feel like a chore. No, it not felt at like not at all. You know, like they, they, they were sloppy, but you know, it, it still entertained me for those two hours. I enjoyed it. It was what it was. I'm I'm excited for next week.
0: Yeah, me too, man. I'll, I'll be excited to talk about the picks for next week for uh double and nothing, who's gonna go over be excited to see what your final thoughts on Lance Archer are you going to stick with Cody Rhodes or did you or did you switch back up to
1: Lance Archer should be fun yeah, man, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep the listeners in suspense on that one because yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. They've they've <laughs> they've done enough now to make me question who's gonna win that matchup. So I am legitimately torn on the outcome of that match. So so we'll see. a prediction show coming soon for double or nothing. But before we end here, Devin, let the people know where they can hear us.
0: Oh, all the time. So yeah, you can always reach out to us on Facebook, on Instagram, especially on Twitter. We're always active on Twitter. That is Clark Street uh, underscore Wrestling. Always hit us, and you can hit us in the DMs or, or hit a post, put it in a Twitter post. Like let, let us know how you like the show. When you hear something new, and then we have our uh, podcast. You can always listen on the major podcast apps. You got apple you got spotify you got google you got a lot of podcast apps too and i want to put a special shout out to a special podcast too it is called top rope wrestling talk you catch up on twitter uh they're always very active on twitter they have a youtube page too same way top uh, rope wrestling talk and they put an invite out for our podcast to do a uh, crossover show episode so whenever we figure that out get our schedules together we are, we are happily obliged to that so yeah So we're definitely down but yeah check out their podcast Top Rope Wrestling Talk
1: yeah thank you for that Top Rope Wrestling uh, we'll, we'll definitely reach out to you guys to see about doing that cross promotion thing it sounds like a lot of fun so I'm definitely down to do that um, yeah but for us that is going to do it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening for Devin I'm Hafiz. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Alright guys, thanks for listening to Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.